You know what, Sam? What? This is the last episode in the house before we move. Yes, it is. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we're back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. And yes, this is our last episode before we move from Clayton. To now, we'll be doing our next episode in Cary. And this isn't just because the arena is 10 minutes away. <laughs> um, it also reduces both of our driving time to work dramatically. And yeah, I am very excited. Yes. I was hoping you would do it like an opening and be like, no, this is our last episode. Just to tease them a little bit, but I well, guess. I'm not going to do that. That's mean. Well, last episode, I mean in this house. You like take a pause, make them think, oh no, is this the last <laughs> episode? But, oh well, I don't get everything that I want. That's life. Uh, but we're going to start with some podcast news. First piece of news is we have a great sponsor with SeatGeek. You get 20% off of your first purchase. Use promo code Kaniac Report to use it. It's a great deal whenever you want to attend hockey games or attend events in general at PNC. I know Red Hat Amplifier is probably another. Just any events in general, use it. It's a great deal. Another thing, too, is we have a link in each episode description to where... Uh, you can donate to us. We have a PayPal link. And if you do, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. Now we're going to get on to some NHL news, Sam. Not much NHL news that I saw. Um, I do know Detroit was a little bit active this week in extending Michael Rasmussen to a four-year, $3.2 million contract. Not bad. Uh, He has around 20-something points and 50-something games. Not bad. I guess that's a decent contract, and I think Steve Eiserman's kind of trying to get good deals on these young players, and he's definitely one of them. Your thoughts on that? Eiserman's a good general manager. He is. (laughs) The thing is, though, he is the GM that started the whole heavy analytics thing in the whole league. And I think it works for building. But if you take a look at uh, Tampa, which is where he built their core. So Iserman built the core. But they got a guy who goes all in. And then they won cups. And Julian Breeze. And wow. they won in. They won. They won. They went all in. Won cups. Iserman is a great general manager for a building team. He's going to build Detroit into a playoff team. Consistent playoff team. They're going to be what they used to be in the early 2000s. Right now, they're in the playoffs. And I think they get in this year. I do. I, I could see it. Um, I think they're a very good hockey club. I think they have Patrick Kane, who's very good. Um, so I think they have a very good shot at that this year. Um, but I don't think Iserman is capable of doing what's necessary. Well, you know what? No, I think he's learned. He got Alex to bring it. I was about to say, he did get to bring it. I think he's learned. And from from and he's a, he's very good at learning and he's again he's just one of the best if not the best general manager in the league. GMs can learn; they really, really can. Look at Don. I mean, well, yeah, no, true. Don Look Liddell at Don Waddell. Atlanta. Yeah, he was GM of Atlanta, and now he's doing really good here. 
Sure. And I mean, I think a lot of it is Tom Dundon's allowing him to spend money. Yes. I don't, I'm going to guess Atlanta. They probably had a similar situation that we did in Carolina, which is you weren't allowed to spend the money. Yeah, but they didn't have a person. They had a corporation over um, Don Waddell. So that's why I learned. Yeah, and... <sighs> Hopefully he continues to learn, and he's they've and hopefully Dundon. Really, it's Dundon. Hopefully it's Dundon. Dundon. It really is Dundon. Um, now again, yes, I'm going to call if they don't do anything at the deadline. I'm going to say that Tolski and Waddell should be fired, um, especially if Dundon's claim. Because at this point, I have to go with Dundon says, and he wants to win a cup. Well, if you want to win a cup, why aren't you trying to win a cup? So, yes, definitely. And uh, that's kind of all for NHL news. Sorry if you heard that tap right there. <laughs> um, but now we're going to get to some hurricane news and Sam, quite quite a bit of news. Uh, the first news, which is probably the biggest news of the week, is Frederick Anderson is expected to be back in one to two weeks per David Pagnota. Yep. And I am very excited to see that, yep. but that leads to lots of questions with the goaltending. I like the idea <laughs> of having a lot of depth at goaltending. Sure. I think this is a good problem. Except now you don't have a single goalie, and we were kind of chatting with our buddies over at Kaniac Sessions and uh, the warning take. You don't have anyone you can send down. Not even go check call. I looked at Cap Friendly today, and yeah, he's no longer waivers exempt. So you have to keep him up here because he will be claimed. <laughs> oh yeah, that he is will. Uh, he will be claimed. He, he there's no ands, ifs, buts, or maybes. Kochekov will be claimed. I mean, we all know that Kochekov and Anderson are going to be your one-two punch heading into the playoffs. And to me, that's that's a tandem that I think can be successful. Um, the question is, who's going to be that third goalie? Because you can't have four goalies. They're, Carolina's probably... Well, I do if I was Carolina. I mean, you look at Ronta and Martin. I mean, possibly a trade here, you would think. Because you can't send them down and lose the risk of losing them for nothing. No, and you can always maintain some of Ronta's salary. Yeah, you could, but... Because either way, you're... Clearing a little bit of cap. It's between there. Martin and Ronta. Who do you move? If you're choosing, uh, if you're the GM and you're like, okay, we're going to move one of these guys. Martin's been an incredible story. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, honestly, it's only three games. So I don't know if he has a lot of value. Maybe Ronta has a little bit more. But I'd like to go with the goalie that has the playoff experience. And to me, Ronta has that experience more than Martin. And you see, I guess I'm going to take the opposite approach. I keep Martin for a couple of other factors. He's younger. He's healthier. (laughs) Mainly because I'm scared, you know, with Ronta, you know, you touch him and he'll break. Um, And I'm just not comfortable with that. That's a good point, too. I don't think there's a wrong answer here, to be honest. There is. You can't let them go for free. Well, yeah, you can't let them go for free because, I mean, you look at the goaltending market these days. I mean, with Ronta, you could probably get more for Ronta than you could with Martin, is my guess. And if you want to do a paper transaction, throw Tony on waivers. Everyone knows I love D'Angelo. What happens? He gets claimed. Okay. You got the cap space now. 
go out and grab somebody else. You can go get another cheap defenseman if you want to. But, you know, there are things you can do where you could if you wanted to keep four goalies on the roster, and I don't think that's the right you, way to no, go. No, you but. can't do that. And there's only so many roster spaces that you but, can do before heading into the playoffs. But we're talking two weeks. Yeah, One to two, two weeks, right? So two he, weeks he still a trade deadline. I'm guessing he won't play on next week, which is the road trip. Then it's that next week early, right? Is it on? Isn't it the fifth? Uh, the fifth. Isn't that the deadline? March no, 5th? the eighth. I believe so March eighth. So it's a Friday. Yes, it is a Friday. So it's a Friday, March eighth, Friday. I wish I had that day off. <laughs> so March eighth, Friday. That is when we get our lovely trade deadline. So the question is there, does Anderson get some games in? Do we get an idea? Okay, he can play. Oh, no, he cannot. Oh, we actually do need a goalie. Oh, Anderson's not capable. we got to throw him back on IR. You know, it's And I question. would not make quick judgments on a guy who... Ha- he needs to play more than one game. He, he does need to play more than one game. But I'm already... You know who I'm talking about. I'm already seeing some... Voices out there saying that Anderson's not is gonna hurt the hurricanes. I don't think hurt is fair. And I'm like, you're not even giving the guy a chance yet. So I I think it's okay to question whether he's capable of coming back and doing it after this injury. I think that's fair until he does it. It's fair, it it's is, fair to question but it. I question it. I wouldn't assume anything just yet. You never know. I mean, yeah, I'm concerned about him coming back and being Incapable, but the reason why it's not an issue is because you have Kuchetkov, you have Ranta, you have Martin, right? This isn't a Anderson coming back can't hurt you, it can only help you. Because if Anderson comes back and plays great, then you're good to go. If Anderson comes back and plays poorly, it's not like, oh no, we don't have a goalie, it's oh cool, we have Kuchetkov, Martin, and Ranta ready to go. Anderson's not conditioned right, you can send him down to conditioning stint, you can throw him back on IR if he's incapable of functioning in this crease. You know, you can trade him, you can wave him, you can do all kinds of stuff, right? There is no way where Anderson back hurts you. So cardiac king is, yeah, I'll call them out. They're awful. They don't know what they're talking about in this case. There is no argument you can make that it's Anderson's coming back is bad. You can question if he can do it and is capable and this injury will allow him to come Mm -hmm. back. I think that's more of a question. Yeah, that's fair to say. Is he going to be able to, but you can't say him coming back is bad because guess what? If he comes back and plays bad, they won't start him. So it doesn't hurt you. Worst case, you lose three games. I think that's not your playoffs. Maybe yeah, that's your really seeding, but that's not your playoffs. You're still in, and if you want to go in, you have the mindset of Tampa. We don't give a crap if we're first or second wild card. As long as we're in, we got a chance. Yes, and to be honest, if you look at the standings right now, and yeah, this could change in two weeks, but we are sitting very comfortably in second place. Yeah. Very comfortably. Yeah. And I was listening to a little bit of Adam Gold today on the radio. He said that Carolina hasn't played yet to their capabilities that they played last season during the regular season, right? Because they were elite last year during the regular season. He said they haven't gotten there yet. And I agree, but that shows you they can still get there. Svechnikov can get there. Aho can get there. Tavo can get there. Those are some players he mentioned. And I agree, right? You need more from Tavo. You need a lot more from Svechnikov. You need more from Aho. I think Aho looked a lot better last game. Um, but you need more from these guys. And tonight... This is Svechnikov's opportunity to shine against a team that knocked us out of the playoffs. 
I know. And here, I mean, you, you, losing special play, playoffs hurts this yeah. team. So we'll kind of see a little bit. Again, it's one game. I wouldn't treat it like gospel or anything. But it gives you an idea a little bit of what the playoffs are going to look like for this team. Uh, but, yeah, it's very interesting. And Sam Spencer Martin, he has been such a great story for this oh, team. Yeah. It's, it's great It's amazing. It. Yeah. And it's deserved. In my mind, it's deserved. It is deserved. And a lot but of people, their comments on him was, question. He, he's, good, he's, he's a good backup. And that's all you can ask for. And the question is, and the reason why I really want to keep him is because I see him as a replacement for Ranta if you want to have three goaltenders next year. Yeah, that is a good point. Um, and this team is especially, always about term. And especially always if about that. Anderson is not capable and they think it's it's over. You can buy Anderson out. It's a one-year contract at that yeah, point. Yeah, you can. And that's not a big deal. It's a little dead cap, but you're still giving yourself more cap space. Either way, you, you get a little bit of space here for one year. Um, and then you sign Martin. You got to go check off Martin, go get it. And then by that point, you're probably okay with Brett's probably playing the American Hockey League. You call him up to play a game or two if you need to. Then you just sign one more goalie to sit down there. Or if you don't think it's Peretz, either way, you sign one more goalie to stick in your minors. Yes, exactly. And it's going to be between Ronta and Martin. I see the argument for both. But for the love of God, do not send any of those goalies down. Because those goalies, I do believe right now, have some decent value because there are a lot of teams searching for goaltending. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Sam, Don Waddell was interviewed by Pierre Lebron. And honestly, I mean, I found this a little bit hopeful from the stuff that he said. Now, obviously, he says uh, we are not big on rental types. Um. And uh, give, he, he talked about giving a first-round pick for Shea, uh, but they knew they were going to have him for four years. Um, and obviously, if they're going to give up premium picks or top prospects, they want to have those players for more than just a few months. And um, also, Waddell did talk about his the, the position he's trying to find, which is a top nine forward. Personally, I think it's top six. But that's a good enough. starting point. <laughs> it's close enough. Right? That's, a, that's a starting point right there. Because there's a couple of guys out and there. And I do think if you are trading D'Angelo, you probably do need to shore up on the D-line. And it sounds like they're not interested in doing that anymore. No, it really doesn't. And I'm fine with that. Um, I, I am too. D'Angelo being a seventh defenseman, I am completely fine with that. <laughs> and if they've had conversations, my, my, my curiosity, because it sounds like they have, I'm curious... If those conversations are, look, this year, yeah, it didn't quite go the way we planned, but we're not bringing Pesci back, and, and I don't think they are going to bring Pesci back. Um, not with what he's asking, because I don't think he's worth it, um, worth $7 million. I think that's ridiculously high for a guy who has less than 10 points, or maybe it's like at 10 points now. Either way, that's too high for a guy who's not making, who's not scoring, when you have a guy like Shea who plays the same kind of game, but gets you offense. So if I'm signing one, I'm signing Shea. He's younger. He's better. He's more capable. I like Brady Shea. Actually, I'm not sure if he is younger. Either way, I like Shea more than Pesci. Here's here, I do, too. Here's my only thing with the whole <clears throat> Pesci negotiations. It is obvious in this league that 
the money equates to the amount of points. Look at all of these offensive defensemen like Kale McCarr. Um, Unless Glenn you're Hughes. like a Slavin, who's just that elite shutdown guy, who then you're yeah you're gonna make seven eight million. But if you're a Pesci, he's on a second. Like and, I understand maybe six million, and I'd sign him for six million. But I think anything higher than that, I don't think there's gonna be a team. Yeah. Well, there probably is. I mean, you could look at teams that have lots of cap space. For well, now year. you're gonna have a situation where it's like, okay, well, we're gonna bring back Shea, we're gonna bring back Chatfield. I think you're stupid if you don't do that. You and like, Orlov's proven I like him better on the offside than I do. And then on you the got or, yeah, side. but you got Orlov, and then you look at Tony, and you're like, look, we're bringing you back, and this year you're playing. You're going to play on the second pair with with Shea, or you're going to play with Chatfield, right? Yeah. I mean, you're in a position now where you can say, look, this year, yeah, you're that extra guy because what we had planned in the offseason didn't quite go as planned. But we're keeping you. You're going to stay. You're going to play. But this year, let's try and get this done. You're that guy who we can turn to. And it doesn't look like Chatfield's going to go tonight, so it looks like Tony's going to go tonight against Florida. Um, and obviously he got hurt because of that hit yeah. against um, team is fading in my mind. Oh, it was against uh, Vegas. Yeah, and they're not going to. Um, he was in a yellow no contact yesterday, and he's not going to. I doubt he's play today. Back. And um, we're we are recording this before the Florida game, so you'll be getting live reaction. Well, not live reaction, but a reaction right after the Florida yeah. game. So we'll see how. Uh, that goes. Uh, but, yeah, interesting stuff from Don Waddell. I, I agree he didn't. He didn't say the... Uh, Dreaded phrase, we like our group. Phrase. Makes me want to punch him in the face. He didn't say that, so... No, I think I think it. they're Hate looking. It. I think they are looking. Um, I think they know. They know because of the contracts that are and I don't want And I don't want no yes, say, pull you, yardy kind of crap. Don't the Shane Gosses bear trade was good. That was fine. That was probably the best deal they've made. In I really like lately. that. But go and get a guy who can play. If you want to grab a eighth, ninth defenseman, you go have ahead. an extra second round pick from Philly for the Tony. So use it. Trade. Use it. Yeah. Use that. I would say use that in your first. And if you want to use Suzuki, use Suzuki. So you've got some picks and prospects that that you can ship off that have some potential and pros and possibilities. Um, you got Morrow. You got Suzuki. You've got uh, Panamarov. You could move Drury and then use Panamarov. You've got a lot of options. Oh yeah. You got a you lot do. of young players that aren't really essential to this roster. Again, Panamarov could play up if you want to move Drury. Uh, you could move Suzuki. You could move first, seconds, third. You got two seconds, like you said. I think you, you got a lot of assets this season, this this you particular do. year. To and utilize. Carolina, if you look on the athletic, they were ranked 13th uh, in the deepest prospect pool. So they're top half. So that's good. Yeah, top half, go for it. Make a shot. Right? You got a lot of good young players, and you you're got a lot a of guys you're not going to move. Yeah, you're, you're a considered a Stanley Cup contender and you're 13th, that is really good. Absolutely. You have lots of leverage when you, you're in that position. Um, and speaking of prospects, Sam, TSN, uh, I think Craig Button, yeah, Craig Button has made Nikishin the second top prospect in the NHL. Sam, I think we could see this defenseman honestly do you, like what's the potential for this guy? I, I mean, do you think he could be like a Quinn Hughes type of player if he's or him, Kale McCarr? That would be great. I mean, if you're if you're even getting half of what Kale McCarr is capable of, I think you've won. Um, 
But he's gonna he's he's there. To, he's going to play. He's the guy who's going to come in after Orlov's contract. Co- yes, and Orlov's contract. <laughs> so you'll too. have so at that point. You really need defensemen, which is good because yeah. Nikishkin, Scott Morrow might be in that conversation too. You have a couple of young defensemen, which is which you kind of need right now because even though I think our defense is still really good, they are getting into their thirties. Uh, so. Uh, good for Nikishin, Sam. It seems like he is a very, very coveted player. Uh, so, yeah, that is all for Hurricanes news. Now we're going to get to the games. But before we do, let's get to our sponsor. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 24. All rights reserved. Okay, Sam, the Chicago game. Um, coming in. Oh, to I meant this to ask you game. too. Because um, we talked about the other uh, specialty designed jersey. What did you think of this one compared to the last one? For, um, for I thought I thought it was better. Yeah, I did too. I did. I like the flower designs and um, the art. The artistic nature of this one is significantly better. I think than the last one was. Um, and I do like it when they do white jerseys. Oh yeah, white jerseys are tends to be a little bit more clean. Yeah, and I thought this one and was clean. It, was, it, it really did. I was really impressed. I really liked that jersey. So you want to know how much it's selling for though? How much? <laughs> Hold on. Oh, four hundred and fifty dollars. And there's yeah. Money. I'm not. I'm not getting one because of that price. Yeah, that is again expensive. because of that price. Yeah, I don't buy it cause that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Almost five hundred, half a grand for a jersey. No, thank you. But it looked nicer than I think the last one. And I think it's cool that they're doing art like. Art, more artistic designs for jerseys this year. I think that's neat um, to have like an artist or have like a specialist come in and create something because they're not doing the, any kind of specialty jerseys this year. I think that's a cool, um, a cool way to in, in involve the community. Yes, it is <clears throat> because I believe it was uh, made by uh, I think a Durham resident. Yeah, so that's so, cool. I like it when they involve yeah. the community for all of the different jersey designs. I might not like them all, regardless of your beliefs. Yeah, I mean, I might not like all of the jerseys. I didn't care that much for the last one. I didn't think it was all that good looking. I think this one looks a lot cleaner. It's a lot. It's done a lot nicer. So you know, kudos for good for a solid, um, uh, uh solid design. Yes, definitely. Uh, now on to the Chicago game, Sam. 
Uh, coming in, Chicago on the road has only won four games. Four. And we knew that we were like, okay, well, okay, actually, I knew that I think we were going to win. You had doubts. Okay, in the very beginning, you had before the losing vibe. Before the, we, the puck even dropped. It's just one of those things where I'm like, you know, I could see the Hurricanes blowing this <laughs> before the game started because they've done that before. I mean, goodness gracious, they suck against the Ducks. I mean, I could see that. At the time, though, the Ducks were tearing it up. Now they're, they've fallen it apart. I'm just saying, I could have seen them easily like collapsing. Oh, I could too. And, and they kind of did a little bit in that third period, which we'll get to. But first period, I thought Carolina was really, I thought the first period was their best period. Despite them only getting one goal, they could have had four goals. I think Svetch had so many open opportunities. They could have easily had four or five, maybe even six goals in that first period. They were just that good. I mean, yeah. just that good. And now Natchez, beautiful pass to Bunting uh, for the goal on Mrazek. That makes it one to nothing. Then Sam in the second period came a little bit later, but we finally started our scoring touch against Chicago. You have Natchez scoring. That was such a filthy. Oh, that was such a beautiful, filthy play by Natchez. Just um, deking out the Chicago players and shooting it up top. Oh, my gosh. Beautiful. Again, Chicago ain't that good. <laughs> no, they're not. And they really showed that in this game. Well, uh, KK the- scores yes. his first goal in two months. You were so happy. I was so happy. Yeah, everyone was He happy. needed that. Oh, it was a monkey off his back. I think he'll have another good game tonight. Um, he deserved it. And, I mean, if you want to talk about how bad Chicago is, they only got one player. Because guess who factored into all of their goals? Bedard. Yeah, and that's how that's going to happen for them. Yeah, although it it would have been interesting if that goal was not offsides. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just offsides. Clearly, just, just offsides. offsides. Yes, definitely. Uh, but then after KK Sam Aho scores, he just comes in behind the net with a pass from Svechnikov, and he just kind of tucks it to the back of the net with a good shot. Now, this is when I thought the game was turning. Nick Felingo scores for Chicago with an assist from who? Guess who? Connor Bedard. Uh, but it was the backhand. And there was nothing. On Spencer Martin. Nothing Martin's going to do. Yeah. None of these goals are on him. I thought Martin played very good. If you look at the box score, you'll think, oh, he wasn't very good. I'm like, no, he played very, very good. In the first period, Chicago had to five on three. And Spencer Martin was able to. Make very good quality saves, Sam. Oh, yes. And it was impressive. I mean, again, I think he played very good that game. I don't blame him for either all three of the goals and four, if you want to count the other one. That Defensive breakdowns. Yeah, defensive breakdowns. Not his fault. Nothing he was going to do to stop any of them. Yeah, definitely. Um, but when Nick Flingo scored, that was when I thought the tables were starting to turn a little bit on the game. Carolina, I thought, to me... Perfect word to describe them were complacent. Yes. During the third period. Yes. Uh, they didn't really turn it on, which, I mean, I you kind of like to see them against a team like Chicago that's really down and out in the standings to kind of have that full 60 minutes. They didn't really get that. But, Sam, it just proves, and I would say this even in the Arizona game, with the way how Carolina looks on paper, 
I mean, you can get away with just playing good and not great because you're that good. And that's what happened against Chicago. That's what happened against Arizona. Were those the best games that they've played throughout the whole season? No, but they played good enough. And getting that win is the most important thing. Now, Burns, he scores on the power play. That's a great rebound shot from Burns. And then you have Connor Bedard scoring and Tyler Johnson scoring both on the power play. So our penalty kill took a huge hit. But then you have Martinuk scoring the empty net from Jarvis and Stahl. Sam, that is a win of 6-3. to three. A pretty, I pre, again, I think it's a pretty easy win. Chicago made things interesting, but even then, Sam, I think you and I knew in the back of my mind thing, saying, like, listen, this game team is too good to that yeah. Chicago come out and tie it. <laughs> so now we're going to be back. We're going to watch a Florida game and pack and pack because it's been a, a week of packing. Yeah. I mean, just think if we had this on video, they would have seen your room being cleaned out. Yeah, pretty much. I don't have a whole lot left. Um, but I did my packing right when I get, got home today. I've done a Cause lot. Because we're, we're, Saturday is moving. Day. Saturday's moving day, and then Sunday we'll record our first episode in the new apartment in Cary. And then... Um, and it'll be in my room this time. Yeah, and what is it, I'll next have a bigger week? room. That's what, next week we've got the... Away mm. game, the specialty away game for season ticket members. Oh, yeah. We do. That'll be fun. That's exciting. I think my guess is that's a pilot for the playoffs. Yeah, it could be. That'd be fun if they do that in the playoffs. It really would. Yeah, because you see a lot of teams will do that. So it'll be cool. They're probably gauging an interest for just season ticket members, seeing what fills up, and then they'll go from there. But we'll go. We'll have a lot of fun. It'll be, it'll be enjoyable. Yes, it will. So we will be right back after watching the Florida Panthers game. Wow, what a game. Let me uh, catch my breath for a second <laughs> there. <sighs> that was a playoff-like game. It, it, it really was from just the first to the third period. I thought both teams had their moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I Honestly, I thought it was really difficult to be like, okay, I thought Florida was better in the first than the set than Carolina was, or Carolina was better in the second than Florida was. It was just a purely even game. Yeah, and both goalies were elite. Bobrovsky was very, very good. Kochetkov was better in this game. <laughs> yes, he was. Uh, you could argue maybe they're equal. They both technically allowed a goal, but Carolina has a good and uh, video coach Christoph Pine. Uh, the great video coach for Carolina caught the offsides. Carolina immediately challenges it and it's overturned. That is the second challenge in as many games for offsides at Carolina. Two is done. Two in a row. And you win both. Yep. And usually if you're challenging for offsides, you are gonna win it. Yeah, you are. As you know. <laughs> you know, and it was clearly offsides. Just like the game in Chicago was clearly offsides with even though it was close. It was clearly all sides. I think the one in Chicago was closer than this one. Um, yes, I it, do, too. It works out because the game probably is entirely different if Carolina goes down. But Carolina basically, Ajo calls game, 18 seconds left in the third. One of the most exciting, you know, friend of the podcast, Joshua, who's who's been on before, 
texted me. I'm like, are you watching this game? And, he, you know, he said it was the most exciting one nothing game he's ever watched. And I agree. That was the most exciting one nothing game I've ever watched. Oh, it was. And, I mean, some people are going to compare this to the New Jersey game where we also won one to nothing. I would argue that this was way more up-tempo, felt more like a playoff game, and it was a lot more physical. New Jersey's not a physical team. Florida is. And, Sam, it's going to be interesting. I still think Florida's going to be playing very good. But, obviously, I think it was in that first period where Sveshnikov laid a huge hit on Kachuk, and he's not able to return this game. Neither is Gustav Forsling. So, that is two big pieces for Florida. I still think they're going to be good, but those are two big pieces. And that's not good if Matthew Kachuk is injured for them. Uh, but it, I think this game sh- kind of showed us as fans that we, we're not going to be bullied. Not going to be bullied, and I, I think this game also shows we don't need to get a goalie. And we had been saying for a while we need to get a goalie because Ronta hadn't been playing good, Kachekov had been playing good. And, you know, a lot of years, I would say Carolina had played exceptional goaltending and everything the first half to two-thirds of the year, right? Or three-fourths of the year, something like that. And then they kind of tapered off and they kind of went into the playoffs where they kind of just, like, chugged along. So maybe, just maybe now it's going to reverse that where Carolina's going to have a really great half, last last half slash third of the season, and goaltending's going to be great, and they're going to go into the playoffs and just tear it up. Yes, and just think if we somehow win the Stanley Cup somehow... Carol, I'm sure Carolina players would be like, yeah, we were pacing ourselves the first half of the season. <laughs> I don't think they're going to say that. No, they're, <laughs> no, they're not. But I think um, this team, and I think this they're, game. They're try- I think what they're trying to do is peak at the right time. And that's good. And but you kind of need to do that a little bit, just a little bit. If you want to say this game shows anything, it shows our defense is really solid. Tony can come in and play well. He played very good today. Oh, he did. He played great. Um, great. He has, he's a great passer. Our offense showed, I mean, our our goaltending was great. If anything, it shows that there might be that need for a top six forward. I know Waddell said nine, I think top six. Like you, I agree. Thinking He's thinking along the right lines, but I'm hoping this game sure is up. Oh, we need someone else who can put the puck in the net. Um, now, here's the thing. There. We've gotten chances. We had, Ajo had an early chance. He missed. Svech had two chances. H is... Natchez had a chance on the power play, yeah. even though we should have gotten more than one. Um, but, but we had chances, mm-hmm. but we couldn't score. You got to get a goal score. Yes. I think this is a game where you need that offense. You do. Mm-hmm. And the reason why this is honestly perfectly captulates um, this team right now is because this was a playoff game from start yeah, to finish. Felt like it. Um and this time we won. <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> this time, time we won. Yes, yeah, so this time we did win, but you can't even though the playoff games are probably going to be a game like this where you win one to nothing or to win two to one or three to two at the most. Yeah. Um you, you got to get that offense. Yeah, and you had multiple chances to score on empty net shots, too. Natchez and 
uh, Svetch and Aho, all three could have. This game could have easily been like four nothing. I thought Svetch third, was. I honestly, I thought Svetch was good, but I don't think I would have put him in my top three mm-hmm. for the three starts of the game. I would have put Stall there personally. Yeah, I would have put Stall there too. Um, I'm guessing Svetch got an assist or something on the Aho. Yeah, he ball. did. Yeah. He got an assist, but I. Svetch, I think if he dialed it up a little bit more, which we know he can, I think he would have scored a goal tonight. I, you got to hope for that because it, I think I'd still think you need to get a goal score, and I think there's yes, some options out there. Um, Tarasenko being one, just as an example. You know, Carolina has interest in him. They they want tried to get him in the free agency. Yep. So there is interest there. So for that, that wouldn't shock. Granted, Tarasenko has a no trade clause. He would have to want to come here. And then you got to go back to that question as he chose Ottawa. Ottawa did pay him more for the record. So he went with the money over being on a decent team. And to be fair, I mean, Ottawa probably thought they were going to make the playoffs. But I mean, I said at the beginning of the season, I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. And I criticized him heavily for making that decision. Um, but, I mean, if he wants to come on, win a cup. I mean, Carolina makes sense. Um, well, he has a no-trade clause, though. He does. He would have yeah. to want to come here. He didn't choose Carolina for anything other than, I mean, I'm guessing money. Yeah, it, yeah, because we offered you him can like tell three, it and was I think money. he got four in Ottawa. So it was an extra million for a season. And I'm like, okay, I mean, whatever. But um, could Carolina sign him, trade for him? Sure, that's a possibility. I heard Josh Norris's <laughs> name was out there. I but mean, he has a huge cap, so I don't know. Has if he I got term? The next seven or eight Is years. Is he a center? Yeah. Seven point Does something. Does that not like. Seven point something million Does that contract. not like just ring Don Waddell and 24 Tom year Dundon, old though? player. But doesn't that just like ring and shout and scream Tom Dundon and Don Waddell? If That's they trade the KK. If they trade KK. I mean. I don't think. I think they'd have to. I don't think you have to trade KK. But that's just me. Well, I don't think you have to trade KK to make that work, but I think you would have to move like Tavo to make the cap work for this season. Possibly. And I think that's fine. You get a top six center. You get your number two center. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there are players out there. Ottawa's going to have a fire sale. Um, there are teams out there who are going to look to move some players. I mean, you can go to Pittsburgh. Maybe they're going to want to move some people. Uh, I heard Riley Smith, I think, was a player. Oliver Bjorkstrand is what I heard from the latest. Kaniac yeah. Sessions. There's a lot. I don't know Bjorkstrand's. Nah. I don't know about him. but I don't want to go picking up Arizona rejects. That didn't work yet. Um, so. And we'll see. Uh, I, I, we just need a goal scorer. That's, that's the biggest thing. A uh, right-handed center, specifically, but we'll I don't see know what Josh Norris is. So. He's a center. I, I don't know what handedness he is. Yeah, I don't. Josh know Norris, either. I think he is a center, but we'll see what happens when we get through it. Um, what a game, though! Oh my! What gosh. a great game! A way to finish our last. Orlov was physical. Our game. last Hurricanes game in the house before we move. Oh, I know. Uh, going back to the apartment life. <laughs> yeah, apartment but, life. But it is. It, it's really going to help us out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. We will see you guys Monday. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.